You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, where we post all of our content, and you can subscribe to Locked On Packers on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. And on the show today, we are going to focus on something that I think is particularly interesting, and that is the Packers free agent offseason plans. And and not just free agency, the draft as well, but I think the free agent uh, part of this is really key. And we'll get to that in the second half of the show. But I want to tie this into what we saw on Sunday and what we're going to see in two weeks. Because the Rams did something very unique, or at least it was unique when they started to do it. It became less unique because the Bears sort of followed suit. And, and I think in a lot of ways, we can look at the Bears as a little bit of the baby Rams in a certain respect. And, and let's dive into that. So what the Rams did was they had Jeff Fisher and they had a first round quarterback, a top number one overall pick that they thought was good. And they had a coach that they thought was just not the right guy. They bring in Sean McVay and that guy elevates their team in a major way into playoff contention in a way that they didn't think was possible. The Bears condensed that time frame. They drafted Mitch Trubisky with John Fox and then they fired John Fox. They brought in Matt Nagy and then they used last offseason with Mitch Trubisky on a rookie deal, much like the Rams did with Jared Goff on his rookie deal. And they went on a spending spree. And the Rams, this last offseason, they trade a first for Brandon Cooks. They give him a big contract. They sign Indomitian Sue to a big contract. They give Aaron Donald a huge contract. They make the move for Marcus Peters. They get Aqib Tlaib. And they put all of these ingredients together and they're able to do that because they have a quarterback on a reasonable salary now green bay comes into this offseason with fewer holes than those teams had because they have aaron Rodgers, but they also needed an offensive coaching revamp that's where matt lafleur comes in so matt lafleur who comes from the same tree as sean McVay, doesn't come from the same tree as matt nagy but has a similar kind of pedigree and and could have a similar kind of revitalizing effect on this offense. The Packers do not have the luxury of only paying a quarterback a rookie contract, but you know, the the Bears have to pay Khalil Mack 23 and a half million. The Rams have to pay Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue and Brandon Cooks. Their allocation of resources is different. But the stakes for them, they understand that they have a short window here. And the window for them 
is their quarterback's rookie contracts. They can't afford to pay all of these guys. And so they're saying, we're going all in for this two-year, three-year period. Well, Green Bay can take a similar approach with Aaron Rodgers, despite the fact that Rodgers is not on a rookie contract. The Packers have in excess of $40 million in projected cap space this offseason. That number can grow significantly with cuts to Nick Perry, with cuts to Jimmy Graham. I don't think they would cut Brian Bulaga, but they can save money doing that. Uh, His replacement is not on the roster, so I would not advise that. But they could certainly, with relative ease, they could get to 50-plus million in contract space. That would be enough to sign Anthony Barr and Quentin Spain and Earl Thomas. And, and all of a sudden, you're saying, okay, in this two- or three-year time frame, when Aaron Rodgers is still potentially, physically, at the peak of his powers, this is the team. This is the core. You, you lock yourself into this core. And, and the thing that, that Ted Thompson was never willing to do was he was never willing to lock himself into a roster. And every year, Green Bay gave themselves a little wiggle room. They didn't have much wiggle room last year because they actually used free agency. But Ted Thompson was always rolling over contract space. And what that allowed him to do was sign his own players. And they were always able to re-sign the guys that they wanted to re-sign. Now, whether or not they should have re-signed some guys that they didn't is a separate question. But why are you always having this space if you're never going to use it? What is the point of rolling over cap space year after year after year if at some point you don't cash in those chips? And Green Bay right now is looking at a similar window. They have to know that they don't have Aaron Rodgers forever. They have to know that their window is right now. And they have to know the Eagles next year are $15 million over the cap. They have questions to answer at quarterback is it Nick Foles is it Carson Wentz and and the reports about the the you know dissension in the locker room in Philly notwithstanding even we don't know what that team is going to look like next year and moving forward the Bears defense is going to regress without Vic Fangio just statistically speaking the odds are they're going to regress as well what is the Rams long-term viability this is their window how many more years is Drew Brees going to play How many more years is Sean Payton going to be the coach in New Orleans? And where are the other teams that clearly stand ahead of them in both the near term and the long term when you look at, you know, the five-year window, let's say, because you probably have three or four more years of Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers, and then, you know, maybe two or three more after that with, with him in a diminished role in the in the late career Tom Brady, late career Drew Brees role where the running game and and the run after catch have to be a much bigger part of the offense, where the defense has to be better, all of those things. But all of those factors have to be added up when you're trying to put together the equation for how to allocate resources this offseason. So, okay, Green Bay doesn't have the luxury of only paying their quarterback you know, a nominal fee. They don't have the luxury of what the Seahawks did when they hit on Russell Wilson and they they were able to pay their punter more than, than Wilson or whatever that ridiculous stat was. Green Bay doesn't have that luxury and, and they don't need it because they've managed the cap extremely well. They're going to have money to pay for the players that they want to keep 
from this roster. They're not going to have to they're not going to have to allocate huge resources for Geronimo Allison. They're not going to have to allocate huge resources to keep Bashad Breland if they choose to do that. And then there are some other players who could potentially be free agents that could be appealing to the Packers, but on a low dollar figure. They're not going to have to break the bank for any of these guys. And that sets them up to have $25, $30 million in cap space to spend or more and get one, two, maybe even three marquee free agents, guys who can come in and have an immediate impact. And that should be the goal for this team. There's the thing about free agency versus the draft. Free agency is about filling needs. You have, you have a need, you go get the guy. And in the draft, you have to worry about need. You have to know what the strengths and the weaknesses of your team is. But the draft is about a couple things. Number one, it's about value. Number two, it's about taking some swings. The draft is, is a lottery ticket in a lot of ways, especially after the fourth round. But you are always, in every pick you're making, you are taking the chance that that guy can hit you a home run. And, and that is just not the case in free agency. In free agency, there are plenty of, of cases where you're just signing a guy to be a body. Just come in here and give us a body that, that we can count on. When you make a draft pick, you want them to be more than that. And you hope, or at least you're, you're giving yourself the opportunity that that player can be more than that. Usually when you sign a free agent, you go into it knowing what he is and what he isn't. There's more unknown in the draft and that brings with it mystery but it also brings with it potential upside the Packers have to understand they have very specific holes on this team and I've said this before but I think there's only one true hole and that's at right guard everywhere else they can live if they're healthy if Nick Perry is healthy he's a really good player if Jimmy Graham is healthy he can be useful if Josh Jones and Tremont Williams are healthy that's passable at safety. If Jair Alexander and Kevin King and, and Bashad Breland and Josh Jackson and Tony Brown are all healthy, that's a pretty good secondary. If Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels are healthy, you're going to have a good defensive line, even if the other guy is Tyler Lancaster or Dean Lowry. Everywhere else, the Packers have players that can simply do the job. So if you can bring in some talent in free agency... And you can fill some of those positions that could stand to be upgraded. If you can sign a pass rusher like Anthony Barr, if you can sign a Landon Collins, if you can sign a James Carpenter or a Quentin Spain to come in and stabilize and and upgrade important positions on your team where you have only passable talent, then you are giving yourself in a smaller window the best opportunity that you can to win. And what you're also doing is you're filling a need so that when you go into the draft, now that value proposition changes because it gives Green Bay more flexibility to just play the game of let's get this player because we've filled the weaknesses on our team. We've we've filled the weak spots. Let's take a swing with this guy. Two first-round picks. If you don't have needs, you can take some home run hacks. And maybe one, you, you, you fly out, 
but maybe one, you hit a double or a triple or a home run. That's the point of the offseason is to hit home runs. Not necessarily every year, not necessarily every signing, but you want to put yourself in a position to hit those home runs. Not every swing you take has to go over the fence. This metaphor has gotten really convoluted, I understand. (laughs) But the Rams took some home run swings, and they're going to the Super Bowl as a result. It doesn't always work. I mean, we can think of dozens of examples when you go out and you win the offseason, and it doesn't result in winning. But this window, this compressed timeline, should incite Green Bay to go out because there are guys to get impact players at need positions for this team that can go out and and have an impact for the Packers in 2019 to go out and say, we want to win the Super Bowl this year. The Eagles just did it and won the Super Bowl. The Rams did it and they're going to the Super Bowl. The Bears did it and they won the division. And even though they lost on a doink, doink, a double doink, They put themselves in a position. They made a run. That matters. And when you have Aaron Rodgers and you have him on a compressed timeline now, I mean, you have to start seeing the end of the tunnel here. And so you have to do everything in your power to maximize those years. Ted Thompson constantly played the long game. And part of that was drafting Aaron Rodgers. But he signed Charles Woodson. He signed Ryan Pickett. He traded up to get Clay Matthews. He brought in the impact players that this team needed. Now, this team is talented, and if healthy, they have enough guys to be in the mix. But there are players out there that can make this team a lot better, and Green Bay has to explore, at the very least explore, adding those guys. And taking that approach to free agency doesn't just affect free agency. Because what have I always said about this best player available idea? The best player available in the draft is the guy that improves your team the maximal amount. So you have to take into consideration position. You have to take into consideration impact on the field for your team relative to the players that you have. Now, that's not saying drafting for need. It's saying drafting for how much better is this guy than the guy I could otherwise be playing. What is the relative impact on the field? Because if you draft run-stuffing defensive tackle, And you say, oh, he's a lot better than the run-stuffing defensive tackle I already have. Okay, well, how much value does that really bring? How much better does that make your team? Even if the guy that you have there is just average or slightly below average, how much better does that guy make your team? So let's say the Packers go out and they bring in quality starting offensive lineman X to play right guard, and they, they go out and they bring in quality impact pass rusher Y, Brandon Graham, Anthony Barr, someone like that. And let's just end it there. That's it. Those are the two players that they get in free agency. 
think about how that impacts the draft. Because now at 12, you're not so laser-focused on what that pass rusher that's available is in terms of BPA. Does that guy impact you in the same way there as he would if Barr or whoever, Graham, is not on the team? No. Just, just by definition, he doesn't because you already have this other quality player there. That's not to say you shouldn't also draft someone, but it changes the value calculation. And that's important. And so if Green Bay does take this aggressive approach to free agency, it also opens up the opportunity for them. And this is why I always thought it was such a huge flaw in the Ted Thompson approach when he was killing it in the draft. Think about how much more he could have killed it if he augmented his development program and his player acquisition plan with free agents and added guys. And so he didn't have to go into these drafts and he didn't have to trade up for Jarrell Worthy. And he didn't have to do those kinds of things because he, he didn't succeed in a lot of times when he had to do that. When he had to draft for need, that was when the misses came. That was when the mistakes were made. Free agency is a time to focus on need. The draft is a time to focus on value. And so if you can add those guys, if you can bring in an edge rusher and a quality offensive lineman at 12, maybe you can, maybe you can justify doing something like drafting Devin White, the linebacker from LSU, who I have already said, I've already bet on record as saying, I don't think that makes sense for them. That doesn't make sense for them right now, given the way this team is constructed, because the difference between White and Martinez, which is more likely the guy he's going to play over, but let's say it's Josh Jones. The difference between White and Jones is smaller in terms of impact than the difference between whoever's going to play for Nick Perry and a Ja'Kai Polite or a Cleland Farrell, assuming you think those guys are worthy of top 15 picks. If they are, that impact that you're going to get from an edge rusher is just bigger than an off-ball linebacker. But if you've already added an impact pass rusher, then the difference between what that guy gives you at 12 and what you could get from, let's say, Devin White, well, now that changes things. And now other players may start to be more appealing and maybe you can add value. Maybe you can draft that right tackle, that Brian Bulaga replacement and, and feel better about it. Maybe you get a little bit crazy and you draft a receiver at 12. Maybe you, you reach a little bit and you draft TJ Hawkinson at 12. I personally wouldn't do that. I think 12 is too early. But if things break the, the right way, Maybe Green Bay can trade down. This is particularly appealing because if you go out and you get your, your pass rusher and your offensive lineman solidified, that would be enough to really feel good about where this team is moving into 2019. But then let's say Daniel Jones and Drew Locke, who are at the Senior Bowl right now in Mobile, maybe practicing as we speak, maybe as you're listening to this, they're on the field right now. As a Packer fan, you should want them to absolutely slay it at the Senior Bowl. 
because Dwayne Haskins is a first-round pick, and a lot of people think Kyler Murray is a first-round pick, and Drew Locke is getting first-round buzz, and Daniel Jones, all four of these guys are getting first-round buzz. If a team wants to come up and jump the Dolphins, if a team wants to come up and jump Washington, maybe that team is Washington that wants to come up, Green Bay is going to be in a very enviable position. And if they do their due diligence and they sign these guys that can come in and be impact players, they don't have to be so focused on adding blue chip talent for the near term. They can get that future first or they can get those those two other top hundred picks I mean, they're probably not going to get the haul they got from New Orleans. New Orleans had to come a ways up to get Marcus Davenport. They gave up basically quarterback capital to make that pick. But if they can get another second, another third, and now they have all of these picks to take swings with, more swings, more opportunities to hit home runs. And that's the name of the game. In the draft, it is all about value. And so... Do your homework early. Get the need positions out of the way in free agency. There are guys to get at prices that Green Bay is going to be able to afford. Do your work early so that when it comes time for the draft, all of the options are open for you. Everything is at your disposal and you can get a little crazy. You can go outside the box. You can draft Hollywood Brown three spots higher than you might otherwise feel comfortable doing it. Or you might take TJ Hawkinson higher than you, than you might otherwise have if you had other needs because his relative impact is going to be different if you have these other guys on the team. That's why this idea of relative impact is so critical because the calcula- it changes the calculation. The guys on the roster have to change the way that you view these prospects and their value relative to one another because they don't exist in a vacuum. Once you've drafted them, they exist on your team. So how do they impact your team? What are they worth to you? That's different team to team. And so taking care of need positions means not having to reach and it means being able to be much more free to take these swings, to make these upside plays, to double up at edge or to get crazy and take a receiver, or a tight end, or a safety sooner than you thought you you would, or a safety with more upside to go after Nasir Adderley, or Deontay Thompson, or one of these guys, to, to trade down, to trade up. Maybe if you go into free agency and you grab a couple guys, and now you feel like you are just one blue chip player away, and there's someone in the draft that you love, You package 12, you package 30, you go up and get that guy. And now you've done everything that you feel you need to do to put yourself back in Super Bowl contention. That's the goal. That above all else is the goal. And when you're dealing, we're back to this first part now, when you're dealing with a compressed time frame, you have to give yourself every advantage to maximize the amount of talent that you can bring in in that compressed window and especially this offseason, that starts with an aggressive approach to signing guys in free agency. 
All right, we got one more show this week, and uh, I, uh, I appreciate you bearing with me this week. I've been dealing with a little bit of a cold. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing through it. I'm battling through it for you guys because this is, this is fun. This is the fun time of year. It was not a fun season, and now it is fun, and, and I have found myself attacking each day as I, as I research coaches and players and schemes and all of the changes surrounding this team, it, it's exciting. Uh, I said this last year when Brett Hundley was the quarterback. So much of this team has been the same over the last few years that you, you knew what to expect and it had become predictable. And, and I think we'd taken Rodgers for granted. We'd taken uh, you know, Devontae Adams for granted and, and a lot of things. There's so much changing and so much in flux that this is an exciting time to be a Packer fan. It's an exciting time to be following this team, and the pressure's on. And the players know it, the coaches know it, the front office knows it, and the fans for sure know it. And so there's, there's always interesting stuff right now. It, this is not always the case in Packers off-seasons, but Brian Gutekunst has shown a willingness to dip into free agency, shown a willingness to wheel and deal in the draft. And there's going to be stuff to talk about with free agents. We're not that far away from that either. I mean, we're, we're coming up on the end of January and the beginning of March is free agency. So that is just around the corner. Remember, I, I want to answer your questions. So send those to me. We were able to get some of that, that uh, free agent player stuff handled in today's show my goal again is to do that more and more we're going to start our off-season grading shows and and report cards next week so we'll start that on the edge because that is the position that i think everyone is most focused on that's the position everyone wants to hear the most about so we'll get into some of the guys that that i've watched and and some of the options in free agency and then figure out who the players are that that green bay wants to keep who the players are that are going to get going and what that means for this team moving forward. Remember, you can send me your questions on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow me there. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Subscribe to the show. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Let other people know why you're listening to Locked on Packers. And you can do that on iTunes. You can do it on Spotify, Google Play. You can you can review the show on Facebook where we post all of our shows in any time. You want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. You can do that, 920-341-3775 to let me know how you are staying Locked on Packers.